listening to the Why Are You Interview Podcast, Episode 14. Hi, kitty cats. I am Amethysta Herrick, your hostess for Why Are You, an interview podcast about identity. Well, in our last podcast, we heard about the use of improvisational comedy as a teaching and healing tool. In this show, we meet Sersha, whose healing journey evokes fairy circles under the full moon. It's beautiful. This content is brought to you by subscribers of my Substack publication. If you already subscribe, thank you. If you would like to support shows like this one, as well as everything I write and everything I film, please consider subscribing using links that you'll find in the show notes. I hope you enjoy this interview with Sersha. Okay, joining me today on the podcast is my good friend Sersha. Sersha, thank you so much for agreeing, you know, to be a victim and a volunteer um, on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. How are you? Uh, I'm feeling very victimized, but happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to reduce the victimization shortly. So I know Sersha originally, like pretty much everybody on this podcast, from Medium, from her writing on Medium. And Sersha, one of the first things I ever read from you that I thought was the most, one of the most evocative pieces of writing I've ever written. I'm not just trying to blow sunshine up your skirt. I really thought this, okay? but it was very evocative. You wrote a, a story about a, a night in the full moon, a night with the full moon, and you went out to your garden and, and, and danced in a circle. Mm -hmm. And that was a, it was, it's a phenomenal story. And I, I have, you know, I wanna ask a couple of questions around that. Okay. The, the first big question, I'm curious, why is that story one that you wanted to share? Well, I, I think it was important to me just to actually share a lot of personal things about myself that were about, about my self-discovery mm -hmm. that I hoped would resonate with other people and make them not feel so, you know, isolated like I did back then. Do, do you mean in particular in the transgender experience, or do you just yeah, mean... Yeah, I, I was thinking specifically. I mean, the whole thing was focused on my transgender experience. And, and back then, I did not know I was transgender. Sure. That's, you know, it's to me, that's still bizarre to be dressing, you know, cross-dressing, basically, in this case, underwear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can say that in this way. <laughs> oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You can even be profane. Uh, Most people no. don't mind it. Yeah, okay. But anyway, and then basically perform a ritual in hopes of waking up the next morning, you know, transfigured into a, a cis woman. Yeah. And, but the concept of being transgender didn't even exist in my mind at that time. Sure, sure. No, it yeah. seemed, I, I imagine it felt completely natural that those were just mm -hmm. things you did. Mm-hmm. Regardless you know, of sex or thought, You know, if it happened, then I'd be cis. I didn't know the word cis then, but, you know, sure. it would be just, that would be it. It would be real. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, you probably... Then I think about how I'd explain it to my mother. 
Yeah, she would probably notice. You go downstairs and she'd go, dang, I gotta give you a new name. <laughs> so around that, though, mm-hmm. what really, at least for me, was so evocative mm-hmm. was, you know, there were a couple of symbols, two major symbols in particular. One of them was the moon, but it was not just the moon. It was a full mm-hmm. moon, mm-hmm. you know, because you could have said, well, you know, as a you know, waning gibbous, I forget mm-hmm. all the phases forget it but you could it could have been a different phase of the moon mm-hmm. but it was a full moon which is circular mm-hmm. and then your dance in the ritual was in a circle and i'm curious if there was a a symbolism that you recognized at the time or that you recognize now to to the circle to the circle right I don't know. I just, I always felt like it was a magical location with the, with the moon overhead. And Mm. there was just something about that. I always, I've never really shared this with anybody, but I still uh, will put focal points of project myself into trees or into other places, you know, kind of thinking my, my, my sense of being my name and, 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 with the idea that there's something of me there that is kind of like watching over me or part of me or helps me influence the universe to be a little less harsh to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I shared in that story that this particular circle was a, a garden with a brick path going in a circle that I put in at my mother's Give, gave me the job, but put in, we planted rose bushes and other things there, and in the center was a sundial, or a moon dial, mm. depending on the time of day, <laughs> and it was a really cool one that was very spherical, and everything just felt magical about that space, and uh, dancing around it, I mean, I don't know that the, the circle of the dance meant anything more to me than that that was the path around it. To me, yeah. the direction I went around it was important. Um, I don't know if that's what you're asking, but that's what I thought at the time. No, it was good. So what direction did you go? Well, I went clockwise. Sunwise. I want to go Wittershins. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to go Wittershins. It's yeah. a good point. You go nine times around Wittershins. It could have been a bad scene. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm glad we had that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, mm-hmm. so thank you for sharing that. Those, um, those were questions I've always intended to ask you mm-hmm. and obviously never have in our conversations. So especially having given some of the, um, you know, some, some of the background around put it, you know, a magical sense, putting yourself into, into other uh, aspects of the universe, I've got questions that ultimately sort of play into that. Um, some interestingly, and I want to start. Let me start actually with um, w- with something very abstract, which would be sound. And I know you're a musician. We actually just before we started recording, we're talking mm-hmm. about some music. And to you, in your in your mind, what instrument, or not even necessarily instrument, but what is the cleanest, purest tone in a piece of music? 
What is that to you? What is that cleanest, purest tone? Hmm. Cleanest, purest tone. I mean, it depends on the instrument. Mm. I mean, piano can really have a very resonant, pure tone. On the guitar, I love harmonics. There's just something very pure about an harmonic note if you can play it just right. Mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, it, when I play or I listen to music, I love dissonance. I like when I sing in choir and so on, when I was particularly, I was second tenor, I love those parts because you always got those you know, dissonant notes that really made that chord come alive, mm -hmm. like the seventh or whatever it might be, or the eleventh, okay. <laughs> whatever yeah. it might be. And, uh, and it was, and you'd be hearing the other voices and hearing your voice kind of like clash with it. And to me, that's where the energy was. Pure tones mm -hmm. are lovely, and there's there's a beauty to them. There's no doubt, but there's to me there's not the same movement, because you don't need to resolve anything once you have a pure tone. But the resolution oh, is point. what really really moves me. Yeah. Okay, that was an excellent point. Thank you for turning that question into something even better, or into something good. Actually, let me. So, so on that note, oh, that ended up sounding like a really terrible pun, but was not intended to be. What about, I mean, there are some notes that will change the entire character of a chord, like a, a dominant seventh mm -hmm. versus a major seventh. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, major seventh is what I'm thinking of. So... Um, I don't know what what are what are some of the what are some of the notes that uh, that that really stand out to you? Did you think we were going to be talking about music theory, by the way? Let's not talk about music theory, <laughs> um, because honestly, I know what I feel when I sang the parts, but my theory yeah. is kind of weak. So while I know the chords, it's I couldn't tell you in the course of singing those parts exactly which i just knew it was a dissonant note in the chord mm -hmm. okay and also it, it's also weirdly i mean good composers great composers every s-a-t-b or s-s-a-a-t-t-b you know, yeah whatever it may be every line has a lyrical quality that's unique to it yes and when you have that lyrical line, that's another part that's really fun. It's like you can sing that part by itself and you hear that unusual melody that's not related in anybody else's mind to what they just heard, but you hear it. And then whenever you hear it performed by any other group, usually better, <laughs> but you can hear that. You can hear that, that theme in there. And it's just, to me, that I think is still avoiding the question that you asked me because I didn't want to talk theory, but that's that's what stood out to me was that, that the genius of, of a composer that can, because I've tried writing harmonies, and mm -hmm. when you when you put in chords and so forms, not, it doesn't always come out lyrically. In fact, right. sometimes it's 
downright boring. Yes. <laughs> and uh, yet, you, you know, whether you're doing obviously Mozart or Bach, but some so many others, they just they just create this melody upon melody upon melody that just is really fun to to take apart and and when you're working with a group hear how it all goes together mm -hmm. all right so it's the layering actually that mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. that makes a piece of music for you that and but still the dissonance and then res resolution you know it's, sure that's that tension that's where you get the excitement you get the energy along with you know rhythmic changes i mean there's so much to music agreed mm -hmm. but you know it's it's easy to be um to be pedantic you know in the more in the moment mm -hmm. just to say well yes here's here is one really small tiny piece mm -hmm. that is such a such a minor part of music but uh, mm -hmm. so i so my question was just pure pedantry which is fun not really okay so then that was sound thank you for that um I've, I've hesitated on, on using um, mm -hmm. questions regarding uh, touch in, in these, mm -hmm. in these uh, podcasts, these interviews, but I actually came up with something that I thought would be um, good, mm -hmm. especially when, you, when you, you've mentioned now some symbolism, some, some layering, uh, and, and a, a, like a confluence of, of factors that come together into, you know, to make something an evocative experience. If you were going to plunge your hands into anything, and, and, and this can be ridiculous. I mean, like boiling lead, if you go, yeah, you know, that's my, if you were to plunge your hands into anything, just to feel its quality, its pure sensual quality, what would you want to pl plunge your hands into? Hmm. Well, I think a big bathtub full of guacamole. <laughs> I love the texture of mud, like when you walk in it and so on. I'm mm -hmm. sure, but sure. guacamole, I like. I love guacamole. So, sure. Yeah, that that was absolutely unexpected. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know what you were looking for, but that's okay. That's no, no, I was. Yeah, looking for nothing. I expected you to just say, well, I'd probably pet my cat, you know. Oh, wait, that's not plunging my hand into a cat. Not. All right, that's fair. I, I mean, I thought I had this sense of immersing my hands in something. So that made it sort of liquid okay. form. I mean, if you yeah. had a really big cat, then. I mean, could, <laughs> if, you, if you owned a liger or something like yeah. that, you know, you could and, plunge you know, you your You plunge hands. your hand into its soft underbelly and then mm -hmm. it bites your head off yeah <laughs> i mean you know but <laughs> at least you would have felt yes at least maybe purring as he did it but mm -hmm. at least you would have had the sensation right up to the point when your head separated from your from your <laughs> spinal column but but guacamole so is it the is it the oils because avocados yeah. are a very mm -hmm. They are very interesting. It's a fruit, I think, right? Yeah. Is it the oil? What is it? What is it about an avocado? Well, you know, it's like I went kayaking this morning with my wife, and hmm. that was really fun. But as we were getting in and out at the shore, even though we we're at a boat launch, it was stinky, muddy. 
Now, the mm. texture was really nice on my feet, but the smell was not so good. Sure. And uh, that's why I had to take a shower before we had this interview. <laughs> oh, I you know, see. Like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I need a shower. So I was thinking, though, that I love that kind of texture. I, I've, a lot of times in freshwater ponds and lakes, I've gone swimming and, and walking out. You know, there's something about that muddy feel and your feet kind of sticking. Yeah, yeah. You pull out and so on. It's just very sensual and tactile, that sensation. Yes. And yeah. I wanted that sensation, but I wanted something that smelled better and it was good for my skin. <laughs> so guacamole was it. And avocado works great, right? They mm -hmm. they have yeah. avocado oil yeah, yeah. in um in a lot of lotions. They do. So that was perfect, I guess. All right, because what it, I mean, if you had like the like the um, the uh, the mm. onions and the mm. tomatoes and stuff in there too, and mm. I usually put garlic in in guacamole. Mm. Well, it keeps the vampires I don't know if, away. Mm. <laughs> well, yes, that too. The, like the Mexican vampires, so like the chupacabra, <laughs> you know, is is really what it is. Oh. But um, didn't know that. Yeah, see, <laughs> it's educational too. The chupacabra. <laughs> Um, now you've lost my train of thoughts. It's pretty impressive. Um, all right, I'm going to let it go. <laughs> Forget it. You can edit that. <laughs> I, I may leave that in just because it's, you know, comic. So, all right, do you want, to move, want me to move on then? You, have, we, have we been? It's your interview. I mean, I'm, I'm here to answer questions, but yeah, whatever you think works. Right. Well, you know, I got to tell you, after the after the bathtub full of guacamole, I, it's going to be hard to top that. It really no is. Cream. It just would not go. So no toppings. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, you can, no, you don't yeah, want no. that. But no. but after we've talked about a bathtub full of uh, guacamole, I may as well move on to my next question. Let's assume that that there were a shop that there is a shop somewhere that sold Sirsha pastries. Mm -hmm. Some kind of searsha pastry. Describe that to me. So, you know, it could be taste. I mean, taste for sure. Mouthfeel, you know, a lingering mm. impression. Well, it's going to have to be super flaky, like a croissant. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know, what, just, why is I, that? I just tell, love tell me that about kind flaky. of flaky, buttery texture. And uh, I, I would, I, I would just go with almond croissants. But the thing is, is that I can't claim them as mine. I need to make it my, my pastry, right? So I'm trying to think what I would do with it. And uh, I happen to really love growing up. We had some bushes with some fruit on them that I really love to make jelly out of. And it was one of my all-time favorite jellies. Like a, a currant? No, no. It's 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 kind of like an apple pear type thing, but it's, uh, what what is it? Quince. Quince. Oh, so my it's gosh. it's really bitter. Quince. So yeah. I think a yeah. quince filling instead of an almond filling would be like my signature croissant. Okay. Quince. You, do you know, I have seen that word like four times in my life. Oh, come on. And you, you no, seriously, I don't think I've ever it? eaten it. Have you it. had quince jelly? No. No. Oh, it's, 
it's I'm gonna have to find some nectar of Sirsha. Mm. <laughs> All right, I will have to find some. I had no idea. Mm. I've seen it and just gone. I don't know. It's like an apple. What's I yeah, don't know. It's it's a well one. It's a very bitter fruit, so it takes a lot of sugar. A lot more sugar okay. than you'd think to get the flavor, but and then the flavor, in spite of that bitterness, is very subtle. It's not nearly as intense as like pear or apple or something, but it's okay. just there's something about it I just absolutely love. All right, so and we have a so we have a. Yeah. I'm gonna murder the pronunciation. You were, so, yeah, okay. So you have one of those, mm -hmm. with with quince filling. That's mm -hmm. what we're saying, quince mm -hmm. jelly type feeling okay yeah. what about can you make jelly or can you make preserves out of quince i don't know that you can because as okay. i said the fruit is really bitter oh and, okay um but then if you really candy it yeah maybe you could i've just never had added as preserves okay you always made jelly you know where you just Jelly sounds good. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to, um, I want to point out like a like a theme, mm -hmm. and I don't know. I don't. It's not even a theme, but it was something mm -hmm. that occurred to me as you said. The word I, I choose not to murder. Say mm -hmm. it again. The pastry. Quince? No, the pastry. Poisson. There you go. Thank you. You, when we talked about um, music. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the building, you know, the building la layers of layers of building up, mm -hmm. you know, just dis dis especially with, with dissonance. Then when I, I we mentioned um, plunging your uh, plunging your hands into something, there was another layering thing that I'm now missed forgetting. So mm. so now telling this story becomes completely useless. But I was going to say with the pastry. You mean you know what what uh, is so awesome about the flaky stuff is because it's like several layers mm -hmm. of something. What did we say about with the touch about the layers there? There was something. Well, I don't think I made the, it up. Well, the touch was that was that in the pastry or was that with the guacamole? That was with the guacamole. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a layer in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But. I did. I mean, with the croissants, it's just the, the flakiness, the crunch. I mean, it's just a very tact. I think I said it's a very tactile experience yeah. when you eat that. Yeah. You know, yeah. There are a few senses that come into into play there. The feel mm -hmm. of it in your mouth. And you get the aroma. A good croissant, you know, it's like there is that kind of buttery bread dough sort of. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fresh one, especially when you get them warm at the bakery. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this, the ones you get in the, in the grocery store in a bag, they're all, they're like, they're like rolls or, or buns, you know, they're just not yeah. the same. They Piece just, of cardboard. They've gotten soggy yeah. and, yeah, it's, they might taste okay, but they're just not the same. Sure, sure. Yeah. Do you have a bakery you go to in particular to get yours? Yes, there's a place called La Chatelaine down the road, but I actually there you uh, go. Just shout out. New, just got a new dough hook for our KitchenAid. I want to try making my own. Oh my gosh! Croissants. But I, I think don't that's fill, gonna be awesome. I don't think I'm gonna fill it. I think I'm just gonna make croissants. Yeah, but I want to hear about that when you've uh, okay. when you've done it. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And then I you, did make that. Uh, 
that uh, what was it? Uh, why can't I think of it? Uh, limon. Oh yeah, the limoncello. 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 Pie the other day. Uh, that, yeah. That was amazing too. You'll have to yeah. come, and, and I will bake for you. Oh, I would absolutely adore that. Honestly. <laughs> You know what bugs me though about um, about a flaky pastry, and, and this is so Missing. dumb. There's no, I, clearly I don't mind that, but I guess it depends. Because what I was gonna say was that mm. it, like it sticks to my fingers, mm. and for some reason that stick to my finger, like that bugs mm. me. So like a, you know you'll take a bite and you go, mm, gosh that's really good, and you put it down. Then I'm like, <sighs> and then I gotta pick up a napkin and. But I do this somewhat obsessively with a napkin anyway. If you ever eat with me, you'll see. Mm-hmm. I, you, I go through like 18 different, if, if you don't have a cloth napkin, I go through like 18 of them because the whole time I'm scrubbing every part of my mouth. I do the and, same thing. Okay. Yeah. And you're okay with the flakes on your hands? Um, no, I'm constantly cleaning them off. But <laughs> you see? <laughs> but it's worth it. So, it's worth it. so that, <laughs> in the sure, so that so that tactile sensation's okay, until it's not. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, which is kind of true of everything, I guess. Yes. Hey, it's really good until suddenly you go, oh, this is not good. Mm. And um, you know that's some of the, the really amazingly, philosophical insights, that I like to draw out of people. And I, mm-hmm. I think we've done that rather well. Not really, but, you know, I'm going to pretend at least a little bit. So I, I do have, so I have one, one more um, question that I think really, that I wanted to save for last, just because of how we, how we started this. But I want to go back, and I'm not really going back. Do, do, have you ever seen a fairy circle? Do you know what a fairy circle mm-hmm. is? I do. Yeah. Okay. I mean, in like the mushrooms in mm-hmm. a circle, and I, mean, I suppose maybe I could say something in case nobody else does. But there, there are, you know, if you if you go and you look at at, uh, at grass, sometimes there will be like a circle, a darker circle in the grass. Sometimes you'll get actual mushrooms that come out of this darker darker circle. And scientists, of course, completely destroy like the the beauty of this by saying, well, it's a particular you know fungus that goes deep into the ground, yada yada. And we're like, yeah, thanks scientists for for stealing the fun of this because Mm -hmm. those used to be considered fairy circles and so if you stepped into it like say rip van winkle if you stepped into it you might go to the 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 fairy world the other Mm -hmm. world Mm -hmm. so so i'm curious here is this is where my question goes that was the exposition now i've gotten to the the actual question if you come up with like the ideal the ideal uh, image here, okay? But what's the ideal image of Sirsha in the middle of a fairy circle? I think the ideal image of Sirsha in the middle of a fairy circle is with long flowing hair and dancing, dancing to the music. What color hair? More auburn. More auburn? Yeah. My, what color dress? Brown and dark, but I, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. What, what color dress would Sirsha be wearing? A green dress, light green. Light green? Yeah. 
lots of pleats so the, the the skirt of the dress will flare when it spin you know of course of course yeah when you're in like a fairy circle you don't want like the body con mm. kind of look like yeah. it doesn't it wouldn't really work mm. you know leave mm. that for the red carpet to, at the academy awards <laughs> but uh i mean then it does and people you know if you were to reverse then people go first of all she's got green on a red carpet and that's flashing colors that's already you know yeah, nobody's yeah. going to air that on television but um yeah you the pleats they don't they don't work they'll get caught on something mm. and you know children yeah. go up them but um i ask that because much of the the fairy myth comes from ireland mm-hmm. and and Saoirse, of course being an irish name i kind of figured you know you were is especially with this other uh with a story that i had read before of the 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 moonlight and the moon dial and you know you you're clearly engaged with a fairy myth mm-hmm. yes or i guess that's a question i mean yeah. right are you well i used to read a lot of different mythologies as a child but i was always taken by stories of the uh the wild she s i d h e Mm-hmm. And also, most of the tales were pretty terrifying. I mean, things like, you know, you, you put out milk and other things to make them friendly to you. But one thing you never do is go out and, and call for your cat by saying, Hey, cat, come here. Because they named themselves after animals. And if you called their names, they would have be able to come to you and have power over you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like everything was about being wise and not getting trapped by them. And mm-hmm. they weren't ne- exactly hostile, but they were not friendly. No. Yeah. Right. They just had other they were wild. purposes in mind. Yes. yes. They were chaotic. Um, they were beautiful, exciting, dangerous, and there was wonders to be seen and beheld with them and, and the music and, and the joy, but not for mortal lips and, and ears and eyes. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. if you were able to glimpse or, or see or, or hear or taste anything and come back to tell the tale, you were very, very lucky. Oh, very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is Is that part what you just described in terms of the wild the wild she is that part of why why you will look at at trees i know you had mentioned a tree and there may be other mm-hmm. objects mm-hmm. that i've now forgotten um is that part of why you envision yourself in in other parts other other entities no i just I just have always felt like I could create a network mm. of my spirit connecting to the sky and to the earth and the waters and mm-hmm. just create this kind of net in places I go. And, and I've done this whenever I've traveled globally or so on. I pick out places and feel like I can make a connection to the world around I me see. there yeah. and feel the energy of the you know, the, the natural part of that space. Mm-hmm. And uh, it really had 
nothing specific to do with fairy myths or, or she. It just was just maybe I'm just uh, living in a fantasy world, but it just feels like when I uh, connect to that network that I've been building and send out thoughts into the universe, they seem yeah. to come back in a positive way. You know, it's kind of like making a prayer, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it can't be explicit. It can't, you know, you don't, it doesn't come back like, oh, I want a Nintendo, poof, there it is. But, <laughs> but, you know, if I'm looking for work or a new job or anything, and maybe it's just putting the energy into those ideas helps sure. me get my head into a focus point where things work out my way and it's just a, a mechanism. I mean, you can you can take all the magic out of it if you want, but to me it's magical. Mm -hmm. No, I don't want to. I don't okay, want to take good. the magic out of that. <laughs> Please don't. The part of the reason I asked the are you, do you know the the like the three I, I don't they probably have have good Irish words but there were there were like three different settlers in Ireland do do you know those um those three peoples I because I'll just tell you but Was it like Fomorans and so, yes know. yes you're right yeah it was Fomorians two of the Danon and then the Fearbolg at right, the end of yeah. it. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, so, so they, um, I feel like I got two of them mixed up. Kind of want to say Fearbolg were the beginning and then mm -hmm. maybe Fomorians were the last. But mm -hmm. anyway, the point being that, um, you know, the, the very first people who peopled Ireland, they ended up going into rocks and trees mm -hmm. they you know when when um danu's children came um you know they the the first people they turned into like the trees and the rocks and the hills mm -hmm. the rivers things like that and then danu and her children were gods and goddesses mm -hmm. of ireland who ultimately were sent underground into the hollow hills of ireland um and and those are usually the people we think of as as fairies mm -hmm. and so you know now the people who are there are are mm -hmm. you know supposedly had tamed you know danu's children but um anyway when, when you mentioned that i thought of you know again like these these layers of of connecting to trees connecting to mm -hmm. rivers connecting mm -hmm. to rocks and so i thought that was a kind of an interesting you know yeah. piece to focus on mm -hmm. So oh, I like that thought. I, 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 I had read those myths. It's been a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe there was some, whether, whether consciously about the stories or just the sense of energy. But the other thing mm -hmm. is we're in, we're in the, the Americas and maybe there's similarities, but maybe they're really different because the, uh, the, those that settled and the spirits of this land are not identical to those in Ireland. True. But related, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I yeah, I would say that. That even even if even though they were not the same as the Irish, you know, spirits, let's mm -hmm. call them, mm -hmm. they're still spirits of the land mm -hmm. everywhere you go, yeah. in your house, you mm -hmm. know. 
I, I love um, the idea of like having, let me rephrase that, welcoming the fairies mm-hmm. that live in your house. Mm-hmm. You had mentioned putting out milk, mm-hmm. you know, and you also mentioned it in terms of a cat, but, you know, putting out milk, you know, sometimes you would do that so that your your house fairies yes. were pleased enough with you that, that right. uh, yeah, that, so that so you could find something you'd make lost. things go right for you as opposed to wrong. They wouldn't play tricks yeah. on you because they mm-hmm. could get peeved and, you know, all your milk could go sour and uh, sure. your cl- crops go bad. and All of your soufflés fall. All your soufflés fall and your and your cattle get ill, you know, you're super sick, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes, bald, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, you don't want that. You want you don't, you don't want nobody wants bald sheep. It's I mean, hard I think to make a sweater. It it is. I presumably nobody wants bald the sheep. Sheer somebody, of it all. Yeah, it would be madness. So, anyway, that that's um you know the 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 house fairies i love mm-hmm. i love that concept just the mm-hmm. idea that that you know as you sleep they're sitting there watching over you or just watching you which mm-hmm. may you know now have you heard that uh in theory if your cats can see spirits and if you look between their ears you can too i've tried i've never seen a spirit that way but i've heard <laughs> i hadn't heard that oh most of the time, though, my cat's kind of like splayed out with her head on the ground. I don't think she's seeing much of anything, really, because mm. her eyes are closed. I mean, no, there's no. that. That doesn't help. Yeah. But I think I'd have to I would need to get my head into the, the ground to be mm. able to, to sight yeah. through her ears. So. But next time. Next time. Next time. Yeah. I had a I had one cat that would look into the corners. Mm. I, I mean, he would honestly like sit and just look into a corner. Really made me wonder about him, but um, maybe they heard something in the corner, like mm-hmm. something in the walls. Yeah. yeah, maybe there were fairies in the corner. And this whole time, I'm looking at him, going, "Is he that dumb of a cat?" Mm. And he's maybe he was turning around, going, "Hey, did you see all the fairies in the corner?" And I could have engaged with them and didn't because I was too busy making fun of my cat. They were either fairies or borrowers. So. Borrowers. Oh, gosh. Oh, the borrowers. Those mm. are. That's a frightening. That's mm. a super frightening story, isn't it? Mm. That whole point there. Now I'm not going to be able to get to sleep. <laughs> I already said, I throw it throughout that bit. They're watching over you or just watching you. And then I went started looking behind me i'm like i wish i hadn't said that i'm not going to sleep tonight I'm that sorry. sucks oh my no it was all on me it's okay it, except 10 bucks says anybody who listens to this is now going to go oh shoot watching me dang it i wish i hadn't listened to that episode but luckily it was at the end mm. yeah so all right well well Seriously, you know how dear you are to me. And and if you don't know how dear you are to me, you're very dear to me. Likewise, um, you're very dear to me, too. Thank you. And thank you so much for, for agreeing to, to come and talk to me. I really enjoyed being able to ask some of these silly questions to you. Thank you. I, I've enjoyed chatting. And uh, you can ask me questions anytime. I 
there is nothing like talking about fairies that gets me going. And Sirsha, to me, is like a real-life fairy princess. Thank you, my sister, for being who you are. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Why Are You? If you'd like to hear more, please consider subscribing. Again, you're going to find the links in the show notes. And until next time, remember that burning question at the beginning. Why are you?